Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. <laughs> We're off the rails already. <laughs> yeah, the little the little glimpse oh! got a <laughs> Whoops. Well, folks, welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in Association with Godzilla Media. And to my right, see, I'm getting better at this. To my right yeah. is the next governor of the state of New York. Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing today? <laughs> oh, doing all right. Uh, for my next platform, I will, I will, um, you know, I'll make it so that uh, nobody has to go to work after football on Sundays. There you go. Everybody, everybody's off. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. My platform would be a would be stickers at every polling station. Oh, there you go. Because after how many, after what, 16, 15, 16 years of voting at the same polling station, they finally had stickers. <laughs> the stickers have been a thing for quite a while now. You I know. We're up on it. And and they do incentivize people to vote as as, as crazy as it sounds. The stickers yeah, they do. Work. Yeah. So. I understand, you know, being in a rural county sometimes is a little bit, you know, it has its drawbacks. But today, finally got my, my voice. <laughs> I'm super happy about that. All right, so we're gonna get to this week, this week's edition in just a moment, which is actually episode ninety nine unoff- unofficial. Wow. So yeah, Ooh. so next week will be episode one hundred. Whoa, you've been doing this for a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a it's been a it's been fun. So before we get into it, we're gonna remind you about our social media channels down below. If you're watching on uh, Facebook or Belly Up TV or on YouTube. TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. I have to change the overlay now. See, I just can't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> On the audio side, subscribe to the podcast. We are, uh, our, our home base is on Spreaker, but you also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, basically whichever platform you subscribe to, you can find us there. You can also rate and review. Five stars is preferred. Love five-star ratings. And oh, yeah. also, if you leave a review on whichever platform you review on, I might even read it on the air. And also, also as always, if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube right now, Feel free to engage with the show by leaving your algorithmic engagement comments. 
I've been waiting all week to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's a soothing sound. You know, maybe you maybe you've had a tough day, maybe you've had a tough week, but the chime, the harp makes it all go away. Hey, maybe you've had a tough life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now and now you're you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Uh that's actually before we get into before we get into it, Dustin, I want to uh, what are you drinking tonight? So we decided to do some adult beverages this evening. Yeah, I am drinking a Polner Oktoberfest. Mm. So, so cheers to you, sir, and everybody and I, out there. And I'm going to crack open a Das Bronx Oktoberfest from Bronx Brewery. So Hey, it, it is. <laughs> we didn't even text about it, and we both chose Oktoberfests. Hey, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Prost to everyone. Even though it's it was no even though it's November, it's not Oktoberfest anymore, but prost. Hey, the beer's still there. All right. Before we get into wrapping up week nine of the NFL, let's do a debrief uh from Dustin's Extra Life stream on Saturday. Dustin, you had your extra life stream to raise money for the uh for extralife.org. Yes. And when you and the money was going to a great cause, which was the uh, the Duker Children's Hospital mm-hmm. at Albany Albany Medical Center, uh, tell us how it went. Well, it went it went very well. I I had some issues with the setup, uh, trying to bring in a friend remotely, but we got them straightened out. I streamed for twenty straight hours, and I didn't quite get to twenty four, but yeah. I felt like twenty was pretty good. <laughs> Um, by the end of it, I was very tired and I did not sleep particularly well the night before. So I think I was just out of gas a little bit, but it went very well. First off, let me, let me thank you for stopping by and also your, your donation and your tireless support and promotion. And I'd like to thank the belly up community at large for their, for their retweets and their likes and their support. And, um, Anyone who donated, I thanks to you, I was able to surpass my goal of $1,100. We raised uh, $1,160. Thanks to all of you out there. So it went very Take well. Look at the air horn. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, I just like to say thank you to everybody, and hopefully you'll join me next year because I have no plans in stopping, and I also am already trying to think of what I could do differently and how I could set it up better and everything of that nature. So thank you all. I was blown away by the love and support that people uh, shown, have shown me. And most importantly, we were able to raise money for local children who are sick and going through some tough battles right now. So uh, very glad that uh, all the support I received, I was frankly overwhelmed. Yeah, and it goes to a great cause, and I, I, I was able to stop by and tr- I, I, I tried to play a game. I, I tried yes. to play a game of uh, of uh, DC Super. Uh, was it? Oh, Mega it was, versus, uh, or, it was Mega a Mega ver- or uh, yeah, uh, Ultra Versus or something like that. It was the the free to play Warner Bros. property game where you can get uh, Arya Stark fighting against Shaggy from Scooby Doo. What a world <laughs> we live in. 
<laughs> I played as Gizmo, Gizmo the Mogwai for yeah. a round, and I wasn't very good. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, hey, maybe next year, you know, if I, if somebody donates, is is very kind to donate or let me borrow their PS4 or PS5 next year, I might even join in for a couple rounds of whatever you play. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, know. we could get uh, I could get the whole remote setup going again. You know, we had the Discord chat going; it worked out pretty well. My my buddy from Virginia was there, but not there. It worked, and uh, you know, even his even his son jumped on and played with uh, played with m- one of my nieces. So it was it was a nice it was a nice time. It's a nice time. We had a fierce debate about candy bars, which is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> we did, and we had to we may have to revisit it on another episode. Maybe maybe after the maybe after the NFL season, we can do some evergreen content, yeah, some evergreen stuff. Absolutely, that was good. absolutely. All right, so we're gonna get into week nine of the NFL. We did. A, we're gonna do a wrap up. Uh, for me, I didn't really get a chance to pay that much attention to week nine. I was doing a lot of yard work. Uh, I was also trying to uh, kind of, I wouldn't say avoid football, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I was watching. The, I was primarily paying attention to the CFL uh, division semifinal, semifinal games. Uh, talk about that a little bit in just a bit but uh let's get into week nine for as much attention as we both could pay uh to the nfl i know dustin you were you were convalescing after your 20 hour live stream yeah yeah it was but i did get to watch more football than i thought um i went to bed at 4 30 a.m woke up initially at 7 30 a.m i said what the heck are you doing i went back to bed (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but i was up just before one o'clock so i managed to watch some games i definitely was not with it to the degree that i normally was but i do have some thoughts and um I guess I'll I'll fire the opening shot here. Yeah, let's fire the, it up. Go right the, ahead. The biggest upset, and I think I'm going to differ slightly with you, although I think your pick for biggest upset is a good one, and I will have thoughts on it uh, later in the show. But your New York Jets pulling off what I view as an upset against the Buffalo Bills, what many have considered the class of the NFL, is a very impressive win. Very impressive win. Neither team really dominated the other. It was a 17-17 matchup late into the fourth, but the Jets were able to figure out the victory. And I was very impressed that the Jets' defense was able to hold uh, Buffalo Buffalo's vaunted offense to 17 points. To me, that was an accomplishment for sure. Uh, James Robinson looked like he's starting to get his feet under him in the, in the mm-hmm. Jets offense. Um, Zach Wilson, I still think he has a little bit of a longer road to go, but I think the, the coaching staff uh, is starting to figure out how to put him in positions to succeed rather than putting the entire um, – uh, game on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's he's a young quarterback. He still needs. He missed a lot of time um, initially, or he missed some time initially. So he hasn't had as much time on her center, and he needs some more development. But he's he, they're they're putting him in a position to help him win rather than throw it all on him and say you got to carry us. Uh, It's very impressive win. I was very impressed. And I wondered if the Buffalo Bills kind of 
slept on the Jets at their peril. But you hear about that where teams kind of look past other teams and maybe they were thinking uh, thinking down the road a little bit to another matchup or maybe they were just coming off the emotional high of beating the Chiefs, their longtime nemesis, um, not too long ago. Who knows? But the Jets came away with a win. Yeah, I we covered it a little bit last night on uh, Victory Monday. My buddy Dan and I were talking about it. He's uh, he's my he's my South Florida uh, brother in arms uh, <laughs> as a New York Jets fans. But we, you know, I, I thought about this a little bit more. I I, I like to I like to take moments to absorb uh, the outcome of the game. Uh, what I like to do is just I kind of like to just t- soak everything in before I get my reaction because I hate giving an. I hate giving an immediate reaction to a game. And last week I expressed my bitter disappointment as a New York Jets fan of Zach Wilson playing execrably. Uh, if, uh, if, if, uh, if I could put it in layman's terms, he played like crap <laughs> and he, rec- and he recognized it. He recognized mm-hmm. it. So he, he tweaked a few things. He, he did a few, a few improvements and the Jets, Wound up, running, wound up running for 174 yards as a team. Yes. You don't, and, they, and nobody's been able to run against the Bills this year. Nobody. No. And on their last drive, on their final drive, and, I, and it's funny is I I, I uh, was doing yard work. I didn't do, I didn't pay much attention to the Jets game. I was listening to an audio book. I looked at my phone and my oldest brother happened to text myself and my other older brother. And he said, oh, it's awfully tense. You know, I haven't heard from either of you guys today because my brother my oldest brother's a Giants fan my other older brother my second older brother he's a Bills fan and I'm a Jets fan so they said oh and you know and Giants were on a bye week and the Bills and Jets were playing he's like oh guys you, you guys are awfully quiet and I hadn't realized what was going on until I'd put on the uh, NFL plus app I had listened I started listening to the game yeah and the Jets were up 17 14 at that point uh, the Bills had t- then tied the uh, turn the game. The Jets, the the, uh, the Bills tie the score. They do a really weird, uh, really weird kickoff to start the next drive. Just start their own forty. Just start on their own forty, and there's a chance to they to just have a short field and get a good drive together. They go three and out. It's like, oh, here we go. I turn, of course, I turn on the game and everything yeah. goes to crap. See, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you because if I was you and that happened to me, they're up for, uh, they're up seventeen fourteen, and then you turn on the game and the Bills tie it back up. I would have turned the game off. I would have been like, they were doing better when I wasn't watching or mm-hmm. listening. I got, I gotta like, you know, I am superstitious a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with Yankees games. That always, ha- always seems to happen too, but, but the Jets hung in there. The defense got a good stuff. Got to stop. The bills punt the, punt the ball deep inside Jets territory. And then the unexpected happened. The Jets just ran the ball down the bills throat. I was like five or six consecutive plays or just run, 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 and just grinding out the clock and grinding down the defense. You could tell a Bill's defense was getting tired towards the end of that drive. And I got to give credit where credit's due. We, 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 a lot of just fans talk crap about Denzel Mims. Uh, he had two targets on the day. He has one incompletion on a slant and one big completion on a slant to keep the drive alive uh, going into the, uh, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then after the two minute warning, or actually towards the two minute warning into the two minute warning, 
Robert Sala is making Sean McDermott take timeouts. And this is what Jets fans have wanted to see. And I, I keep saying, I keep saying this for every single week, whether it's on Victory Monday or it's on uh, or it's on our, our show together. Yeah. I keep saying Jets fans have been waiting for a team like this and a coaching staff like this for such a long time. Yeah. Where they have the ball and they're just driving down the field and they're eating clock and they're eating down the clock and they're grinding on the opponent and they're just making them and they're just making they're they're, they're force feeding the bills their lunch they're force feeding other teams their lunch now the third down play uh, when they're driving and going towards the four touchdown zach wilson takes the sack i'm okay with that now mm-hmm. i i long to see a jets team that would have a clean sheet and giving up sacks but i'm okay with this because that means he's not throwing he's not forcing a uh, forcing in a pass he's not trying to play the hero he's just taking a sack all right we'll take yep. a sack we'll take a three point we'll take the three points and we're going to make the Bills try to earn the win. And that's exactly what happened. And then the Jets get get a, get a break on first down uh, where uh, where Josh Allen finds Stephon Diggs deep on a deep passing play when he gets called back for a holding penalty. And then they force an incompletion. And then, the second, then there's a sack on second down. And Bryce Huff uh, sacks Allen, strips the ball, strip sack, Goes back all the way back, and it's a, a, a third down and for freaking ever. And then on fourth down, they try a pass, a deep pass play on Sauce Gardner to, to uh, from Allen to Gabe Davis, but Sauce Gardner knocks the ball away. Yeah. And there was much debate. A lot of Bills fans were saying it's pass interference, but you could see in the you could also see in the tape that Gabe Davis was trying to push him away. Yeah, there's a lot. You of see hand his right arm extended, a lot of hand checking. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Very sorry. And then just go into victory formation and win that game. Now they're only a half game back of first place in the AFC East. And yeah. in my wildest is... dreams, I could have I would have never seen that coming. Yeah. And I I have to say, if we make it through November and or at least late into November, if we are sitting here around Thanksgiving still talking about um, let's see. The the Jets are looking good in the AFC in the AFC East. The the Buffalo Bills, they are they are still who they are, I think. Now, now Josh Allen, he has this injury. Will it'll be remain to be seen how it impacts the Bills team, what happens. I I candidly I don't know if he's going to miss time as a result of this injury. I haven't I haven't been keeping up. Um but also the Miami Dolphins are not dead either. They're they're no. starting to look and get their stride back. And as much as you hate to admit it, Belichick is keeping things together in New England. So this has become one of the most entertaining divisions in football. Yeah. At least at least for this this far into the season. And the, and yep. week nine, this is the halfway point now. This yeah. is no longer – see, that's what I have to tell myself because I have to ask you as a Jets fan um, because I feel that I'm in a slightly similar place as a Seattle fan. I had no expectations going into the season. Mm-hmm. But it's getting real now. And every week every week, I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off for Geno Smith and, I am, and I'm waiting to that's say, okay. That's why I thought this game would have been. That's why I thought yeah. this game would have been after the, after yeah. the complete and utter mess that was last week. I thought this would be the week where the Jets would come back to reality and we mm-hmm. wouldn't see another win for the rest of the season. But this team surprises me. 
Yeah. Every single week they surprise me. They find yeah, a way to and, win. And, and the it, next hurdle is they have a bye week this week, but the next hurdle, they're in New England. They gotta win that game. That's the yes. next hurdle they have they to have to because, because I gotta felt like I felt like they they should have won in New England the fir- the the previous game, the previous they week. New England the week I, before, yeah. I felt that I felt that it was it was theirs. The Jets had them in the first half. They were they were playing. They were outplaying them, and it, it just the wheels the wheels came off a little bit. The wheels yeah. came off. I, I it's funny. I actually it's, what's funny is that we during that game we had the sky cam come down, <laughs> and I saw a tweet a little bit. I saw someone on social media uh, a, a a day later uh, where it says. Where it says somebody's calling the somebody at the NFL office is going, sir, sir, uh, Commissioner Goodell, Commissioner Goodell, the Jets are doing good. What should we do? And he says, drop the sky cam at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get away. We're gonna talk about my biggest upset. I'm gonna talk about the Lions beating the Packers, wow. fifteen to nine. My God, what is happening with the with the Green Bay Packers? They've lost four in a row. Hey, buddy. And here's yeah. the official mascot of no credentials required. Yeah, he's always, gotta, he's always got He's always got to. He's always got to be here. It's oh yeah, he's thing. always him. He's got. He's a ham. He's a yeah. Ham. yeah a what, what's thing. going? I mean, I wish my buddy Dave was my buddy Dave was yes. a huge. Is a big Packers fan. I wish he was watching to explain this utter mess that is currently the 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 Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I don't get it. And I I am mystified as anybody else. And um. I'll get into it a little bit later on the show, but something is up with Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling it's something right now. It, it's not just, but I don't know. And I would, I would be interested to hear Dave's opinion as someone who follows the team much closer than I do. But I don't know how much of this is on offensive scheme, uh, how much of this is on Matt Matt Lafleur and uh, Gunakurst and some of their personnel decisions that they've made. I don't know how much of this is on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much of this is on the rookie receivers because you 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 keep hearing much is made about how the rookie receivers are not running the correct routes. They're not where Aaron Rodgers expects them to be, but. Your biggest upset kind of dovetails into my biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment is Aaron Rodgers. You cannot throw three interceptions against a Lions defense that is unquestionably the worst defense in the league. And in mm-hmm. prior games, in the red zone too, that they 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 had three turnovers in the red zone yes. against the Lions, who are statistically the worst red zone defense yes, and in football. every cat and they also the lions previous to this game they were giving up no less than 30 points and you want to hear some of the quarterbacks that so it's not like the lions were facing hall of famers they were facing bailey zappy they were facing you know they were facing uh um i mean before we all saw that his season has been a reclamation project they were facing Geno Smith, who even on his best game, he is not the caliber of quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is or previously has been. This is absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, it's mind-boggling, some would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the problem is twofold. I think the problem was the fact that Aaron Rodgers wanted to be paid. Uh, he was threatening to – he was – basically, he forced the Packers' hand. 
Uh-huh. He forced the Packers' hand by either requesting a giant contract. He wanted to be the highest player. He wanted to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at the time. Uh, he's getting a hundred. It's one hundred and fifty million dollars, pretty much guaranteed. And. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. It's also the Packers' fault for not only giving into that demand, but also trading and also saying, okay, well, you want to be paid $150 million guaranteed? We're going to have to let your best receiver go. We have to yeah. trade them. We need to get draft picks out of this. We need yeah. we need compensation in return. So the Packers shot themselves in the foot. They also shot. They not only did they shoot themselves in the foot, but they also shot Aaron Rodgers in the foot at the same time. It's like yes. it's like a it's like a, it's like blowing yourself up in a game and blowing the just to blow up the other person. Mm-hmm. You sacrificed yourself. You sacrificed your best player for a pair of rookie receivers. Now Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, highly regarded receivers in the draft. Good draft picks. They're gonna. They're gonna in the future. I think in the next couple of seasons, they're going to be very effective weapons. Whether yeah. it be Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love or whoever they draft in the in the top five of the NFL draft this coming NFL draft. Yeah, because that's the way it's looking right now. Is that you're gonna be a you're gonna be in the top ten of the NFL draft in 2023. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I'd say. I mean, we're halfway through the season, and I don't. I also would ask Dave as a Packer fan because every every week, every week you thought, okay, this is the game. The, the Packers are going to turn it around. Aaron Rodgers, it's a quarterback-driven league. He's still still talented. They still have Aaron Jones. They still have who it looks like yep. Aaron Jones will be back next week. Um, you st- and but I would ask Dave, when do you start to panic? Because mm-hmm. each week. Each week, Aaron Rodgers is up there. He's saying, don't panic. But then after this week's loss, he said, I hope me and my teammates, we dig deep. I've been counted out many times in my life before, which I would I would posit a question to him. When? When, when? have you been counted out? <laughs> Since the 2005 draft, that you were counted out. You were counted out during the 2005 draft, and you fell to the Packers. But since then – Everyone has believed in you since you came in and showed what you could do. You've not been counted out since then. So no, no. <laughs> and, and speaking of disappointment, my biggest disappointment was the Colts being spanked by the by the Patriots. And Frank Reich absolutely positively deserved to be fired after this game. I thought, I, and we'll we'll touch on that later in later in the show. But I I I think. You could see in that game, they go nine sacks, nine sacks to the Patriots. And we all know the Patriots can get after the quarterback. I saw it last week when the Jets, when the, when Zach Wilson was seeing, was basically seeing ghosts against, uh, against the Patriots when Matt Judon was in his face for all three interceptions, but yeah, nine sacks. And I think, I think Frank Reich was starting to lose the room. Uh, he benches Matt Ryan. Well, well, Matt Ryan was injured, but he brought it. You bring in Sam Ellinger, and yes. Jonathan Taylor is not Jonathan Taylor from last year. Clearly, clearly, mm-hmm. and you can see that the the wheels starting to kind of fall off the wagon, or where the the Colts the the horse is going to be soon turned into super glue. Yeah. Uh, so and so, 
I think he definitely deserved to be fired after this game. I think I think he was starting to lose the room. Uh, and three, five, and one doesn't seem like a bad record right now, especially in the especially in the AFC no. South. But this team, I I had I thought better this team coming in the season. I think we both did. We did. We both yeah. had them. We both had the Colts. I wouldn't say running away with the AFC South, but they would have been them and it was going to be between them and Tennessee. Yes, uh, to win that to win that division. Yes, and if you had evaluated it, I think, and I think we did, based mm-hmm. on the personnel that the Colts had on paper, you'd give the edge. You'd give the edge because the Titans have Derrick Henry. Well, Jonathan Taylor, if you were going off last year's numbers, is even better than Derrick Henry is. Mm-hmm. And um, Matt Ryan, you thought even if he's a little older and stuff, he's still going to be an upgrade. And I and I will say, um, slightly defending Frank Reich a little bit, he has had a different quarterback in each of his years as the Bingo. head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. However, what a downfall it has been for this team. I will cop to it. I sat here and I said that Chris um, the the GM's name, I think, is Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard, it? yeah, former Chris former Ballard. and former Colt great. Chris yes. Ballard was traded for John Elway. <laughs> I sat here. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I sat here and I said that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich were one of the best coach slash GM duos in the entire league, uh, and it definitely doesn't feel like that right now. What a downfall. No. Oh, it wasn't Chris Ballard who was trade. I, 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 my bad. I, I forgot who it was who was trade for John Elway. But oh, was it uh, John Minton, the offensive tackle, or something? Minton. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I just watched the thirty for thirty from Elway to Marino on that. So I think it it might have been Chris Minton. I think it was. Let's see. Chris Hinton. Chris Hinton. Chris Hinton. Here we go. Okay. I All thought right. I thought it was, I thought it was Chris Ballard. My fault. We got everybody. there. Sorry. We, sorry. We fa- there. Sorry, fact checkers you know, <laughs> out there. I know you're trying. I know you want to fact check. Well, uh, maybe the might- bot. Maybe the bot from a couple of weeks ago will uh will catch that one. Yeah. Six chat sixty nine. Hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to move on to the most entertaining game. And as I admitted before the show, or before we get to this segment, I did not watch much NFL last week because uh, I was doing yard work and I was trying to basically avoid having the Jets be spanked by the Bills, but to my surprise, they weren't. Um, and there were only two four, four o'clock games, on, oh, on, yeah. which neither of which I had much interest in. I know you did because you were a Seahawks I fan. Did. And then that's when I that's when I started to doze off a little bit, quite frankly. Like I part of it was tiredness, but also it just wasn't the late window was not thrilling, you know. No, um, there's only two games and I didn't have much interest in either of them. And also the Rams Buccaneers was oh. looked boring. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you were if you were to if you were to bring in a uh, a, a terrorist and you had to torture them with a game, you had to torture them. Um I would have showed this game. I would have showed that game. Yeah. But my most, my most entertaining game was not on either CBS or Fox. It was on ESPN two. I was watching the CFL Western division final between the BC Lions and the, and the Calgary Stampeders. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, Like I said, truth be told, I barely watched any NFL red zone. I barely pay attention to anything NFL, but I watched this game and I was entertained. 
I mean, I, I'm a CFL fan, Dustin, as you as you may or may not know. Yes. I love the CFL. Doug Flutie was my gateway drug into the CF into watching the CFL. I'm a Montreal Alouettes fan. My they went to the Eastern. They're not in the Eastern Division final. We'll be playing Toronto next week. Uh, BC Lions, Calgary Stampeders. You know, it was a tight game for the first half. It was a seven point lead for the Lions, and then all of a sudden, the second half came along, and they kept going, and they kept being consistent, kept things going. Couple of questionable coaching calls for Calgary on third down attempts. Uh, in the CFL, you only get three downs as opposed to four in the NFL. Um, but I was entertained by this game. It was fun uh, watching it from my home in uh, in Saratoga County, New York. Watching it at, at BC Place in Vancouver, that crowd was loud. It was rocking. It was raucous all game long, which is what you want to see at any any football stadium. Oh yeah. The Any football stadium. matters, yeah. And thankfully, with the Jets being on a bye week this week, I'm going to watch both division final game, Mon- division final games, Montreal and Toronto first, BC and Winnipeg after that. And I'm calling upset both home team. I think both both home teams won last week. They're on the road this week. I'm calling upset special BC and Montreal. They're going to Regina on November 20th. For the uh, great cup, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, <laughs> home of the Rough Riders. Yeah. The Rough Riders again with the Rough Riders. Oh, <laughs> uh, I now the Edmonton team is the Eskimos. Is that they were to... the Eskimos? They rebranded as the Elks in 2021. Okay, all right. And fu- yeah. and funny enough, ever since the name changed, they have not won a game at home. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they went over. They went over seven last year in a in a truncated season. And this year they went 0 for 9. Go for All right. Nine. Well, they're due. They're, d- <laughs> they're due. They're due they're for a win next, next year. Next year's the year. <laughs> next year is the year. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Dustin? What was, in your mind, the most exciting game? Well, um, no game, truth be told, no game stuck out to me uh, this week as the most entertaining game. However, there were a lot of close finishes in this, in this, especially in the early window, I will tell you the the. Uh, at one point, I was watching, and the wonderful Scott Hansen mentioned that they had three seventeen versus seventeen ties as I was watching on Red Zone in the fourth quarter. One of which was your beloved New York Jets versus mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. The other one was the San Diego, or sorry, the Los Angeles you can say Chargers. It. You can say it. It's okay. You can say it. They're the San Diego Chargers. They'll yeah. always be the San Diego Chargers yeah. in my mind. The San Diego Superchargers, a.k.a. Superchargers. The, the L.A. Chargers, um, versus the Atlanta Falcons, which they continue, they continue to baffle me because I was going <laughs> to uh, – if they won against the Chargers – I was gonna have. I was gonna come on here. I was gonna say, "How is Atlanta doing this?" I was gonna be. <laughs> I was gonna be completely mystified. But the Chargers did manage to pull out the late victory, and then also, the, it was also a very entertaining end to the game of the Minnesota Vikings versus the Washington Commanders. Oh, you, you're a Commanders you fan. Been, you had to be sick to your stomach. You are. Oh, yes. That that now. Taylor Heineke, you've detailed the Heineke magic. I've detailed how I think that we both have talked about how the team seems to have been lifted by uh, ever since he's been inserted under center. 
But that interception that he threw, that was uh that was as bad as one as you're gonna as you're gonna see, unfortunately. But I I have to dovetail this a little bit. So I would say the ending of those three games were my pick for most entertaining game. I know it's a bit of a reach, but I was on the edge of my seat for all fin- all three of those finishes. And um, also honorable mention to the Bears, who Justin Fields was running all over the Miami Dolphins. And there's clips of Mike McDaniels on the sideline telling him, stop it. Stop, stop it. it. <laughs> now, um, so that that game was even a little closer than you than you think it was. So there were some yeah. nice close games in the early window, but I will say, Ryan, did you under, Did you realize that the Minnesota Vikings are now seven and one? Because they look like the shakiest seven and one team I've ever seen. <laughs> they, I forgot what their yeah. record was. Yeah. It, I I have hope that they'll move their game. The the the, the Vikings are playing the Jets in. Three weeks. So the jet, the Jets have a bye week. Then they're at Minnesota, at New England. They're at home against Chicago. Then they go on the road. They play the Vikings and the Bills in consecutive weeks. I'm praying, praying now. I, at first, I wanted the Bills, the Jets and the Bills. If they kept going on this track, uh, they're gonna have a collision course on December 11th in Week 14. It's a CBS game. I was hoping they would they would flex it to NBC and play yeah, at Sunday, night. Sunday night. Game now I'm time. hoping, but now I'm hoping that the Jets and the Vikings get flexed because Kirk Cousins is god awful in oh, prime time prime time games. We've known <laughs> it for years, and it's and it's carried over. That's that's from his days in in uh, Washington. Yeah, as, as their quarterback, it's always been a bugaboo for him. And even if you want to go back. To college, I believe that game where where he and Russell Wilson dueled. I think that was a primetime game where they ultimately came up short, but I'm not 100 percent sure because that was that was many moons ago now. That was um, it seems like many moons ago for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, but the Vikings are the shakiest seven and one team that oh I can remember. And I think that I think um and I'm just going off the top of the dome here, so I could be the fact checkers could be coming for me, but I I don't think the Vikings have really played, um, you know, some some uh, teams that seem to be some of the better teams in the NFL yet. I don't think their schedule has been that tough. I'm trying to go back and, and well, look let's, through. Let's take a look at that schedule. So they beat the Packers. They yeah. lost. The, they dropped. The, they dropped the game to the Eagles. That was on Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. They beat the Lions barely. They beat the Saints barely. They beat the Bears barely. Waka yeah. waka. Uh, they beat the Dolphins by eight. They beat the Cardinals by eight. They beat the Commanders by three. They actually came down, came back from down ten in that game. Yes, I so, do remember that. So, so there it is, right there. I mean, the Commanders turning it around a little bit, but still not a great team. The the Saints, uh, they're scuffling a bit. They're deep. They're, they're not good. Yeah, they had uh, the defensive woes. The the only real team that they and they didn't beat them. So the only team that they've played that's really really good, uh, the Eagles and the Lions played and, them tough. I, I arguably remember that arguably the Dolphins too. Oh yes, the Dolphins. That's right. That's but that was I think that was a game without Tua as well. Yes, and they just barely beat so. them by I, eight. I think that was uh, I think that was an old Teddy Bridgewater game. So old Teddy Two Gloves. So yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so we're moving right along. We're going to go to our most notable performance. And Dustin, I have a feeling that we're on the same page when we say the most notable performance of the week was Joe Mixon. Oh, it's got to be. He's the only he's the only logical pick. I mean, what yep. he did, what he did was ridiculous. I I had to I had to uh wipe the sleep from my eyes and say, "Am I still dreaming when I look at this?" <laughs> Joe Mixon, he was basically the only one scoring touchdowns for the yeah, Bengals. It was 35 nothing after at halftime. Yeah, yeah. And by the time they're like all through the Mixon's out of the game, Burrow's probably out of the game. They're probably in the sideline yucking it up. Yeah, uh, they had to, they had to, the, the Panthers had to concede and and yank PJ Walker and put in Baker Mayfield who was playing defensive tackle yeah. during practice at the during the week. Yeah, yeah, Un- unbelievable. And uh, you know we gave we gave a lot of credit to the uh, the the Carolina Panthers the last couple of weeks for showing up and Carolina and playing Panthers. tough, but. Uh, it, the defense was not intense for this game. I can tell the you that. The defense was nah. intense. T-E-N-T-A-S. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's still one of the funniest things. Oh, man. And somebody I saw, I saw somebody tweet because I, I believe if, if something I saw on Twitter today is to be believed, uh, somebody said that TJ PJ Walker is back to the practice squad after last week. I, I, I no, I saw no. Sam Donald was activated. Oh, okay, he was activated. And, yeah, and uh, the uh, and uh, Wilkes Steve Wilkes has got on record saying, yeah, we're still going to roll with PJ Walker next week. Oh, okay. against the Falcons. All right, that's see because when I saw that, I was like, that does not make sense to me. Maybe I misread it, but somebody did tweet. They said we should we should give Sir Purr a chance at QB, <laughs> which, which I didn't never know. forget. Robbie Anderson on the sideline going, "What's this? What's the mascot's name? Sir Purr, Sir Purr, Sir yeah. Purr." All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we get into our hottest individual take of the week, let's go to the comment section, which is brought to you by in the clutch.com in the clutch.com. Lots of really great apparel listed by city. You can also buy MLBPA and MLSPA licensed apparel too. So get yourself a t-shirt, use a promo code, no creds at checkout. You get 20% off your order. So not only do you save cash, but you also help this podcast. So let's go to the comment section. We've got Snowman, my buddy Brian Snow, Snowman in the morning with Cole Johnson. He says, Mr. McCoffey, what's going on, <laughs> Snowman? And we got Rod West from the Rod Uncensored Podcast. He says, what's up, fellas? What's up, Rod? How are we doing tonight, man? Yeah, hope it's a good All one. Right. Hope you're enjoying a drink like we are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I got my Oktoberfest. Dustin's got his Oktoberfest. And, you know, hopefully you're drinking some, uh, you know, some good stuff. Yeah, your so, beverage of choice. What is your beverage of choice, Rod? Also, what is your beverage of choice, Snowman? So let's let's hear, let's hear it out there. What are you guys drinking tonight? All right. So last individual take of the week, Dustin. Uh, I know you, you kind of touched on this in our biggest disappointment, but you have some more to talk about in regards to not only one number 12, but another number 12. I do. I do. And, uh, you know, this was a – I call this a tale of two 12s. And candidly, I did start writing my notes before <laughs> before the Bucks pulled out the win against the Rams. Um, but you got to wonder, Tom Brady. I think he should have stayed retired. I think he should have. Mm. I think he should have hung it up. But I will say, slightly in Brady's defense, 
it looks like he actually wants to be there still. He had some personal mm -hmm. things going on in his life, which we all know that sometimes personal life spills into work. We try not to let it happen. Yep. But maybe this win, he said after the game, it felt awesome. He seemed in higher spirits than he has been. Um, I still think that they are in trouble. I think that he just doesn't look like the same bulletproof guy that he has been for so many years, but at least he looks like he wants to be there. Aaron Rodgers should be hosting Jeopardy right now. That's what it looks like <laughs> to me. It looks like the Packers made him an offer that he couldn't refuse as far as the money. I think he – I don't know if part of it was – he called it he he said well fine i don't really want to be here but if i'm going to be here you're going to have to pay me maybe part of him was not expecting the packers to pay him maybe he really did he thought hey i don't need Devonte. i can make anybody look good maybe part of it is regret maybe part of it is frustration but he looks checked out to me he looks like mm. he does not want to play football this season if not anymore so to me you got to give it to the goat for his competitive fire he still seems to have the desire although i don't think he has the tools anymore but Aaron Rodgers looks like he is cooked. He doesn't yeah. want to be there anymore. He has other things that he's thinking about doing, and he just looks – I don't want to say he's washed. I don't want to say he's washed, but he looks mentally dumb. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting take. Uh, hot take. This is where our hottest individual take of the week comes in. Uh, yeah, yeah. My hottest individual take of the week, and I'm gonna gonna get a lot of pushback for this, but I don't care. It's my show, so I'm calling the <laughs> shots. And damn it, if you don't like it, get out. But I think it's possible that we can see two New York teams in Glendale, Arizona, on February twelfth. But the AFC representative is not the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Listen, I saw a tweet from Rich Samini, who is not my favorite New York Jets beat writer. And he said, and, and I, I saw a tweet yesterday. It says the J New York Jets, after yesterday's big win, or should be after Monday's or Sunday's big win against Buffalo, the Buffalo, the New York Jets have a 72% chance of making the playoffs. That is that's unheard of. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be just squealing with delight as a as a patient Jets fan, you know. I I, I wouldn't say I'm squealing with delight. I would squeal's not the right word. I mean <laughs> I, I'd say maybe um I'm very ecstatic. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I also saw a stat that they have I think it I think it was a two point seven percent chance at going to the Super Bowl. That their odds at the Super Bowl are 2.7%, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. No. No. But the beginning of the season, I think they were at the, a plus 20,000 to go to the Super Bowl on, dra on DraftKings, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you had bet $20 <laughs> on a plus $20,000 bet, I think you would come out with $400,000. Wow. I mean, if, if everybody's watching who does gambling or sportsbook, I, I suck at it. So. If I'm wrong, just let me know in the chat, in the comment section or what. 
but you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, with the way the Giants are playing and the way the Jets are playing and the fact that these both their GMs and both their coaches are probably executive of the year and coach of the year nominees at this point, if they keep playing the way they're playing, I think we can see a collision course, our first Subway series in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Two two teams from the same city, from the, representing the same geographic area, the same media market being in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. That would be I I don't know if I necessarily I don't I don't think I totally agree with you, but I will also say it is not completely out of the realm of possibility. You can't deny the way the two teams are playing. You can't mm-hmm. deny the way that the this is kind of a weird year for football, because as I've yeah. said, the Vikings look like the shakiest seven and one team ever. The Philadelphia uh, Eagles they're undefeated, uh, but they have uh, and they and they look very good. But no team in the NFL to me looks bulletproof this year. I mean, no. look at the look at the the Titans almost beat the Chiefs the other night. The Chiefs are not oh. invincible the way they have been. Um, yeah, was it the, was it was it Mahomes through sixty eight pass made had sixty eight passing attempts or something like that? Yes, some crazy number that I they can't, threw for almost five hundred yards. Yes. 500 yards, but it, it really uh, it didn't amount in that many points. You know, it, it's just mm. this is a strange year in the NFL. And I and I think and also as a Seahawks fan, um, I am I I look at the Jets a little bit and I think of the younger days, the early days of the Russell Wilson era. They leaned on the run and good defense. And what are mm-hmm. the Jets doing right now? And the, and yep. you saw that that formula was successful for Seattle in the glory in the quote unquote glory days of the Legion of Boom. The defense mm-hmm. and running game drove the team. Now yep. Russ did evolve to a point where he could make some plays and make some things happen, and he he did have a propensity for for late game heroics. But it wasn't all Russ. And Zach Wilson is still a very young quarterback, and I think yep. the Jets are taking that blueprint and they're making it work, which is why the James Robinson trade was such a – it's a sign, too, that the Jets are starting to believe because previous years, you know, the way the way that things have gone down, Brees Hall goes down to injury. They say, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to see what Michael Carter can do, and that's it. But them going out and getting James Robinson shows that they have a formula and they're going to stick to it and they're going to use it and they believe that they can win. Yeah. And 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 the thing with people saying, oh, Zach, Zach Wilson is playing a game manager. Yeah. Of course he did. Of course yeah. he is. You can say the same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is has been a game manager his entire career. Look at him. He's got seven rings. You can yeah. say the same about Ben Roethlisberger for Russell Wilson for the first 
what four or five seasons of his career with the Seahawks. Yes. yes. You can say the same about Daniel Jones, who's having the best season of his career as with the New York Giants. So you don't have to be spectacular. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is a classic example of it. Yeah, but you, you don't. If you're a game manager, you still win. You can still win games. You can play boring. You can rely on your run. You can rely on your run game to set up the passing game because eventually this team, the, the Jets are going to have one of those games where Zach Wilson is going to have going to go off, and yeah. two of his wide receivers are going to have hundred yard games. He's going to have three or four passing touchdowns. It's going to happen eventually. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Well, it's going to happen eventually. It might, I mean, it happen, might happen once or twice this year. I mean, the Bears' defense and the Lions' defense. My God, they still have them coming up in in the schedule. So, you know, I mean, that's my hot take for the week: is that both New York Metro teams could be a could be in Glendale, Arizona, on February twelfth. Yeah, and, it's, and like you said, it's such a weird year. And with the question with Josh Allen's injury, yes, he's up in the air. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the AFC period, and I can't see a team that just can't beat outside of probably Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kansas City is the only one I'm worried about in this entire conference. Yeah, and I would say Kansas City. I mean, last last night's game or uh, Sunday night's game is a perfect example. I'm looking at it, and granted. I wasn't fully watching it. I had it on the iPad as I was hanging with my buddy Chris, uh, talking, doing other things. But I thought the Titans were going to win that game, but the Chiefs seemed to find a way. That's that's they have it in their DNA for whatever reason. You don't whether it's Pat Mahomes, whether it's whether it's a combination of things. Um, they just seem to find a way to win late. They're one of those teams like. Like John Elway's old Broncos, you knew mm-hmm. that if the ball was in John Elway's hands with time left on the clock, Joe Montana, another another example, and also you, you'd be remiss to talk about Tom Brady. You left Tom Brady too much time; he was going to get you every time. He, yep. he was he was going to make the clutch pass. He was going to somebody was going to get open, or the Patriots even at that time in their glory days, if they weren't running the ball previously, all of a sudden they break a run just when they needed it. It's why it was so frustrating for a lot of people to watch. Um, And the Chiefs seem to be today's NFL equivalent of that. They just find a way. So I would agree with your assessment, and I think on the NFC side of things, the Giants could beat the Eagles. You know, give yeah. the ball to Saquon. Uh, you know, keep the keep the Eagles off the field and try to limit the defensive mistake or the offensive mistakes against a great Eagles defense. If they can keep the Eagles off the field, they could they could beat them. So yep. it, it's you know, the the Giants don't play the Eagles until Week 14. And they don't, and then they play them. They then play them again in Week 17. So that that Week 17 game could decide the division. Yeah. So. Got a couple more comments from the comment section. We're going to visit before we take a quick, quick uh, give a thanks uh, to one of our uh, media partner, uh, our advertising partners at Godzilla Media. Uh, Rod Uncensored says, "I hope the Colts lose every game after hiring Jeff Saturday." We're going to talk about that yeah, in, after this after this quick read. And then he asks, "Who is who is y'all's offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year? Kenneth Walker, offensive, and Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year." Uh, it's there's no argument there. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, up until I'm, up until he got hurt, Brees Hall was going to literally run away with rookie of the year. 
And then unfortunately he gets hurt. And now Kenneth Walker's having the year he's having yes. in, in Seattle. Uh, he's definitely the offensive rookie of the year. And I would give it to him. Yeah. I don't think there's any arguing that sauce. I mean, you can say Kayvon Thibodeau could give a little bit of a, uh, of a run for sauce Gardner, but sauce Gardner right now is, is, has got to be, I mean, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm being a homer. Please don't, please don't, don't accuse me of being a homer on this. Yeah, but Sauce Sauce Gardner has been has allowed what he's played some of the best. He's played against some of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and they have done nothing he's, against he's him. He's shutting them down. I mean, he's shutting them down. And that and that's the thing too. Like I could be I could be a homer too if I wanted to. I mean, to me, it's Kenneth Walker. It's clear now on the offensive side of the ball. I am a Seahawk fan. I've seen enough of this guy run. He looks like the real deal. Um, and he looks like somebody who can close games, even if he's not having a huge game. He does seem to get the big run when Seattle needs it to close mm-hmm. out games. Mm-hmm. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, if I wanted to be a crazy person, I could sit there and try to say, oh, Tariq Woolen's having a great rookie year, but it's nothing compared to what Sauce Gardner's doing. Nothing. Nope. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I do not want to diminish the accomplishments of Tariq Woolen. I think Seattle's draft class, I think John Schneider uh, and Pete Carroll might have saved their respective jobs with the way that this year's draft cat class looks. You got Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross on the offensive line, two rookie tackles doing a great job. You got Kenneth Walker, you got Kobe Bryant, you got Tariq Woolen. I mean, the, their picks, all of their picks from this year so far are hitting it out of the park. And st- even still with all of that, Sauce Gardner, you cannot deny his talent. He, he mm-hmm. is the unquestioned defensive rookie of the year for me uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, and if those of you who are, lis- who are listening or watching and you, and, and you want an example of how respected Sauce Gardner is, in the college football playoff semifinal against, Ar- against uh, Arkansas, God forbid, Arkansas, Alabama, Alabama did not throw his way the entire game. Yeah, seems like a smart decision. Yep. And, I dislike and, and, Nick Saban, but you can't argue with his acumen as a football coach. Absolutely not. And 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 Dan touched about this. I touched on this last night, and he's absolutely correct. The a lot of teams now they're not they shouldn't be looking at schools exclusively. They should be looking at individual players, and that's the, the one thing that Joe Douglas has done in his tenure as GM. And save for that 2020 class when you had to go with Adam Gase as his head coach. <laughs> And have to have his input on the draft, but he has absolutely killed it, killed mm-hmm. it in the last two drafts. And this year especially has been a has been a has been a master class. And and Rod also asked, Do you do you think stop throwing the sauce side like Daryl Rivas? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He is He's... he is he is a better version of Daryl Darrell Rivas. Yeah. I mean, I love Darrell Rivas. Rivas Island. Some of the best football I've ever watched was Darrell Rivas. <laughs> I but remember in sauce, his sauce, sauce is in a class of his own right now. Yeah, and it's only year one. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. And I and I I would be interested. Um, I would be interested to hear. It's always nice when the I would be interested to hear what Daryl Re, Daryl Rivas himself thinks of Sauce Gardner because there there is a reason that I know about. Uh, Tariq Woolen in in Seattle is because Richard Sherman, love him or hate him, he's a great he's a great cornerback, mm-hmm. and he said he said this kid talking about Tariq Woolen, he said this kid looks like me 
but a lot faster, you know? Yeah. And uh, so when you get praise like that from somebody who excelled at the, at the position, the way that Richard Sherman did, uh, I would be interested to see what, what Revis thinks of sauce, but he, sauce Gardner looks like just a, a freak of an athlete. He can keep up yeah. with any receiver and he's, he's picking up the game. You, you can study and you can figure out the game, but the raw talent that Sauce has, you can't teach it. So no. work on the things that you can teach. He's going to be an absolute force, and he already is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on from the NFL. We'll talk about the week that was in sports in just a moment. But first, we want to thank Johnstone Supply in Troy as one of our partners with Godzilla Media. Listen, we up here in the Northeast, we've had – you know, we had a great weekend of great weather. It was u- unusually warm, 70-plus degree weather. and But you know, you, you had to know in the back of your mind, the drop was coming. And it's yeah. here. Oof. And it's here. It's here. So why not update your uh, upgrade, uh, either upgrade or update your, uh, get some maintenance on your furnace with Johnstone Supply. They have all the stuff you need, the Goodman system, Fujitsu Westinghouse. Uh, they had the John Goodman furnaces, <laughs> as we used to, as we like to call them at Godzilla Media. Uh, you may have heard of you may have heard George on previous episodes of Getting There with Gaz, and he had a chance to learn his story and John Stone Supply story. You can stop in and find out about their great service and great products. Give Ked, Kev, James, or Bert a call, and they can help you put you in a warmer place this autumn and this winter to stay warm. All season long, call Johnstone Supplying Troy at 518-272-5922. You can also visit them at 2600 uh, 6th Avenue in Troy. Connect with them online at johnstonesupply.com or look on social media at Johnstone Supply New York. But you can also call them again at 518-272-5922. All right, sports news, the week that was, Dustin. Uh, we kind of touched upon it earlier in the show with Frank Reich being the second coach to get the axe during the NFL regular season. And uh, the curious pick yeah, for interim yeah. head coach uh, being Jeff Saturday. And from what I'm also seeing I have on social media, I don't know if this is real or not, but apparently there's a rumor going around that Dan Orlovsky his uh, broadcast partner at ESPN may be coming out and becoming the quarterbacks coach of the, of the Colts. Wow. What is going on in Indianapolis? Is it tank season? Is this tank season or what? This is, I was baffled by this and no disrespect to Jeff Saturday. No, no disrespect in it. And Jim Ursay is not the first owner that hired a player, a player. Al Davis used to do it all the time. You're a former Raider. You're going to be a head coach. So you look at Art Shell and others. But Art Shell went on to prove himself. Now it might have been he hired Art Shell multiple times. Art Shell was, uh, I think, the the coach of the Raiders in the in the late '80s or early '90s, and then he brought him back uh, a little later down the line. It didn't go well. But Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay saying, uh, you know, people bring up to him. I saw parts of the press conference. People bring up to him. uh, How do you feel about Jeff Saturday? He has no coaching experience at the NFL level. And he said, well, I'm glad. I'm glad he has no coaching experience because 
Um, this league is very hard on our coaches, and it's tough, and they have a lot Hold of on. pressure. Hold on. Pause. Stop. He <laughs> does have head coaching experience. He coached a high school. He coached a private high school in Georgia, and he actually he, led that team to the playoffs their second year and their third year, and he left. He only left the, in the middle of their fourth his fourth year because he wanted to spend more time with his son who was playing at North Carolina. Yes, that he does I, have head coaching experience, albeit high school, but still he kind of he gets the deal. Well, yeah, that that I understand, but Jim Ursay's point when the reporter, I believe the reporter specifically asked about how do you feel that he has no head coaching experience at the NFL level or no coaching experience of any kind at the NFL level. And Ursay said, I'm glad because this coach, this league is very hard on our head coaches. They have to make decisions and it wears them down. And he said, Jeff Saturday has not been worn down by any of the grind of the NFL, of the NFL coaching, you know, uh, rigors or whatever he said. And I just feel like Jim Irsay is, I don't know. He's, he's, he's grasping at straws and maybe, Maybe Jeff Saturday is going to go on because, as you detailed, he does have head coaching experience. It's at the mm-hmm. high school level, but we and we've seen people come in and do well from the college ranks. We've also seen a lot of people struggle from the college ranks, and and I bet you a lot of players will play hard for Jeff Saturday because they know he was a former player. They can relate to him a little bit more. But I just Jimmer says, "Oh, I'm glad he has no head coaching experience." Seemingly not even acknowledging. I don't know. Jimmer say has made some decisions as an owner that are kind of, kind of baffling. I, I don't think he cares. He's getting his five. He's getting his three hundred and fifty million dollar profit from the NFL from the coaching from the uh, not the coaching the uh, the TV contract. So why 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 bother caring? Yeah. At the same time, though, you have to wonder. If this is a tank situation now, because you've got two top caliber quarterbacks uh, in Bryce Young and the name from the kid from Ohio State, his name escapes me. Not Justin, the other guy who who replaced Justin Fields. I can't remember his name offhand, but you got two pretty good quarterback prospects coming out, probably going to declare at the end of the season. And you have two teams, one in Carolina being one of them. Indianapolis C- being another one of them. Go ahead. I believe it's CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Yes. Thank you very much. CJ Stroud. So you got Stroud and you got, uh, uh, what's his face from Alabama? I just said his name and I already forgot. Damn it. <laughs> but you have two top quarterback prospects coming, probably going to declare for the draft after the season. Uh, Ohio State is probably going to be one of the championship, probably going to be one of the finalists for the championship. They're going to be in the championship game for the college football playoff. Alabama, unfortunately, unless unless somehow ESPN and the NCAA try to weasel that way in as a two-loss team, <laughs> I highly doubt it. And if the, if it does happen, I'm going to scream bloody murder. Yeah. Um, which is and that's and that's the reason why they expanded the college football, football playoff. But anyway, yeah, it's I think it's definitely tank season. You've seen the last three quarterbacks that have come through Indianapolis. Philip Rivers, who was still effective, but still yeah, way beyond his years. Not what he used to be. Not what he used to be. Carson Wentz, who is, by all indications, a second, a, a backup quarterback at best. 
and Matt Ryan, who is who yeah. is also another quarterback who is years. not who he was uh, six, seven years ago. So Matty Ice I think, has thawed. <laughs> Matty Ice has definitely thawed, yes. Yeah. But I think that I think Jim Irsay is starting to see the running on the wall. Okay, we gotta start fresh. We had Andrew Luck. Yes. We wasted him because we couldn't protect him. I need to start bringing in. I need to bring another guy who we're gonna build around, uh, who we're going to, uh, who we want to help, who we want, who we want to win a title for this, another title for this season for this city. So I think I think it's tank yeah. season. In it, Indianapolis, and I think I think you're right because suck for luck was built around you know that teams were going to tank for him, and the Colts, the Colts uh, did the best at that particular nomenclature. Um, but no, so now it's get stung for young, and yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think a good one for Stroud. I, I will. I will say it. I suck gotta, loud for Stroud. Oh, wait, that sounds horrible. I gotta. <laughs> I know. Well, no, the worst one, the worst <laughs> one years ago, years ago, somebody, when Geno Smith was coming out, somebody wrote into Bill Simmons column at, at the time, the mailbag when, mm-hmm. when he still worked at ESPN. And I, I used to be a religious reader of that column back then. Same, same. And uh, somebody said, what's the, what's the equivalent of suck for luck for Geno? And he was like, I don't know. And he just put suck. He put suck a Pino for Gino. Wow. <laughs> that wow. one I that one has stuck with me. Now for and, wine drinkers out there, it's Pinot Noir. So yeah. Pinot yeah. Pino, in parentheses noir for, yeah. Yeah. for Gino. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I couldn't believe it. But um yeah. Crazy. But uh yeah, I I really and also what is more strange about Jim Mercer for me is that he said uh, they said, well, you made a point to say he's interim head coach. And he said, well, this is for he said, this is for uh, eight games. I hope it's for more. You know, so he's leaving it up in the air. Is is Jeff Saturday going to be a lame duck? Like what? I I just don't know. I I just don't know. Uh, It's very it's a strange situation. All right, so I'm looking at I'm looking at words that's that that rhyme with that rhyme with Stroud. I'll have something at the end before the end of the show. I promise you. But we got to talk about we, we we talked about it on Saturday during your live stream as you were taking a break. Uh, you had some you had now we're not a basketball podcast by any means. We don't really cover basketball on this on this show. But the topic of Kyrie Irving suspension. Came oh, yeah. You guys, I know you got something to say, Dustin. So what's for those of you, for those who don't know about the situation, apparently Kyrie Irving showed his support for this, uh, for this documentary that had a lot of anti-Semitic tropes or tropisms during the film. And apparently it's still, it's, it's still available on Amazon prime somehow. Somehow it's still yeah, available on Amazon. I don't know who's asleep at the wheel for that one, but I just and I, let me preface this by saying that I I was I was kind of a Kyrie Irving fan when he came out of 
when he came out of college and first started playing on the Cavs and um, he had the Uncle Drew videos, which I always thought were pre- were mm-hmm. pretty funny. Uh, I would watch him on YouTube. He had the Uncle Drew Pepsi commercials and things. And uh, I said, oh, that seems cool. And he I mean, you can't deny that he's a skilled talent. But at this point. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's kind of dub, dovetailing, and and I'm probably going to get some blowback from some on this, but how far can talent take you? Mm. Um, he's kind of gone down a similar path to Kanye. He he's come out with his with his flat Earth theories, and he he and I understand. I understand there's a lot of people, the vaccination thing, I'm not even going to get into it because there's a, there's a lot of passionate thoughts on both sides, but when it comes down to it, he cost his, he cost his team. um, He wasn't able to play. He wasn't able to play in games. And I, and I, and I guess you gotta, you gotta, uh, if he, if he truly has his own beliefs and he was just, he was just uh, standing up for what he believes in, that's fine. But this is the line now. This anti yeah. coming out and supporting an anti-Semitic film, like what is wrong with you? I I don't mm. understand, and and you have to wonder: Will the NBA step in and do anything about this, or or will he just be another example of a person who gets by on his talent because of what he can do, because of how he can play? But it it just always seems like he's at the center of something, and yeah. you you just say Kyrie just. Just play and see what happens. I mean, why why would you come out and say these things, and 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 do these things that you're that you're doing? But and even the even the flat Earth stuff, you know, that is not harming anyone. But this is a this is a line that he's crossed now. He's mm-hmm. over there with Kanye West. The two of them are spewing these anti-Semitic things, and I and I don't understand it because. Because they are both um, members of a of a ethnicity that has been there's been some horrible uh, things that have happened in our history to to ethnic to to people African Americans and and uh, we all know what the past is but how are how are how are two of these men going to come out and spew this anti-Semitic rhetoric and support anti-Semitic films. It makes no sense to me. And I'm wondering, I, I'm wondering when is the NBA going to, going to step in and, and do something about, about this behavior or discipline him yeah. or at some point, I don't know. It just baffles me. It just baffles yeah. me. Now it, it just seems that Kanye is finally, he's finally got some repercussions for his actions, but, I don't understand. I really no. don't understand at all. There's from, no from place for any of this. From what I understand, Nike cut ties. They're not going to produce any more Irving sneakers. 
Okay. Um, so that's one consequence. I mean, there, there are consequences. That's a lot of thing with that's the thing with celebrities and athletes. Now I'm like, for me, I'm a free speech. I'm a free speech. Absolutist free speech, yeah. have as much free speech as it wants. Let's have some, let's have some thoughtful discussions. Let's have some free exchange of ideas. But like you said, Dustin, when you cross a line and you're railing on, you're either endorsing something that rails on an entire uh, section of people or you're saying things that rail on an entire section of people mm-hmm. that's where i say this discussion's yeah. over yeah we're done we're yeah. done and, and you can't take can't take this person seriously anymore it discounts anything else that they've said you know it, it just is it's mind-boggling it is mind-boggling no. and, and the fact that they that they can supposedly get a say this and get away with it because they're yes. celebrities there's there's that there's carte blanche look what happened to michael richards oh yeah look what happened yeah. remember him and see what happened to him when he was on stage and went absolutely crazy and so and called and started yes. calling some of the n-word and claimed it was claimed it was done in comedy but the shock value was so shocking that they that nobody's he's nobody's hired yeah him. yeah nobody hi- nobody's gonna hire him and that's the thing, and it should be that way. You know, at some point, you, you um, some would argue that after a certain amount of time for, uh, passes, you can forgive a person, but some things are unforgivable. Yeah. And, and, and uh, this is just, it makes no sense to me. Um, now, and speaking of which, we go into like a heavier, to- we're keeping on the heavy topics for some for some reason tonight. Yeah. Uh, there, There's a... Uh, there is a, there was a there was a signing last week by the Boston Bruins of a player named Mitchell Mitchell Miller. Uh, he is a United States Development Program member. Uh, he's a he's a team member of the U.S. Development Program. He was a, a team member of the U.S. Development Program. Very skilled hockey player, elite guy. Probably would have gone. Uh, he probably would have gone like top five in one of the past couple. Of, uh, one of the draft in the past couple of years, but there were allegations and it turns out these are true that he had been bullying a developmentally disabled uh, African-American gentleman, uh, a kid for a the better part of 10 years. Now, Cam Neely's explanation was basically, yeah, we, we, we looked into it. We did all, we did, we did our homework. We made sure that this wasn't going on any it was this wasn't like a one-time thing but this was a multi multiple year thing this was like a decade of this of of, of this guy bullying a classmate uh throwing racial slurs at him making him oh, lick lick i guess one of the things he did was that he made him lick candy from a urinal oh uh, yeah truly truly vile reprehensible stuff. yeah yeah so Needless to say, this this guy is not going to probably be in the NHL ever. Now, right. I, as someone who is who is of a Christian faith, I believe in second chances. I believe in giving anybody anybody a, a first chance. I also believe in giving people a second chance. But apparently, when they, he was asked about these allegations and he didn't seem very remorseful, that's mm-hmm. when the Bruins rescinded his contract. Sick. Yeah, and my thing is, I I give people second chances. It's it's easy. It's very easy to forgive. It's also, but 
there, with forgiveness, there's also repentance. There's also having a repentant spirit. And apparently this, he did not have, he did not have that at all. He was just like, yeah, I apologize to the kid a couple of years ago, but then this, all this stuff came dragging out and apparently, and this young man, I got, I don't want to say his name cause I don't want to dox him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. all this stuff just comes flooding back and the PTSD starts and the memories come flooding back and you become, you're, 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 you think you're recovered from something. You know, if you're somebody who's bullied easily uh, growing up, those kind of things come back. You know, I was, yeah. bu- I was bullied <laughs> a little bit when I was a kid. I, I also did a little bit of bullying myself. I, I, I'm not proud to admit it, but again, it, it comes back to whether you have a spirit of wanting to grow as a person, wanting to repent of those things and fully be contrite. And it doesn't seem, it didn't seem like he was, this, this player was contrite. At yeah. All. And yeah. the situation is too bad for the guy who was for the other person who was involved, especially because you get to see somebody who bullied you for year, years upon years, be rewarded with a, with a professional contract. And mm. now apparently that has been, that has been rescinded. And there's right now, there's no gateway to the NHL for this guy. Yeah. Yeah, which maybe, you know, maybe there'll come a time down the line where somebody, but the thing is, as you, as you eloquently said, um, we as a society, I think, especially here in the, in the U S but I think, I think all around the world, we love a good redemption story. Somebody does something. If, if somebody does something that's not the best, or they have a bit of a downfall, as long as you are remorseful and show that you learn from your actions, people will embrace you again. But the remorsefulness is the key word there in reflection. Maybe sometimes you you look back and you go, oh, man, I really I really didn't handle that the best. I, I, I feel really bad about it. Um, but if that's not there, then then it's very tough to forgive anybody in it. And it sounds like, uh, you know, this is maybe some measure. I know, I know it can't be very comforting at all, but maybe, as you said, maybe at least the poor, the poor person who had to endure everything at the hands of this guy. Now he doesn't have to watch him on TV, you know, play a game for a living that a lot of people would love to play, you know, at least mm-hmm. that maybe is some consolation, but, but probably, probably not. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap things up in a minute or two. We're going to, we're going to end on a lighter note. Uh, yeah. Dustin, do you watch any of the, did you pay attention to the world series or watch any, any of the world series at all? <laughs> you know, I have to admit, I re- I really didn't. And, Neither and, did I. and from the sounds of it, it was a great series. It went back and forth, but I just was so apathetic about the Astros yeah. Being there and also for whatever reason the Phillies, I don't have I I didn't I didn't find and I and I do wish I do wish I I was sent an article by Amanda who sometimes is has been in the comments and sometimes checks out the show in bursts. Hey. And uh she sent me a uh, an article that the Times Union had written about Andrew Andrew Belletti, I believe, a, a reliever on the Phillies, who had who had done very well, and he actually played 
a preseason game in in 2021 for the Valley Cats, who are now an independent league team. Yep. And um, and it just his comeback. He had he had made a mistake. He got into a car accident. He was driving a car, and and there was unfortunately a casualty of the of the car accident, and he. He did uh, three months in jail as a result of it, and then he kind of turned his life back around, made it back to the big leagues, but then then ended up uh, with the Valley Cats. Um, but he ended up not not playing a regular season game with the Valley Cats. He signed with the Marlins shortly before the Valley Cats season began last year, and now he's in. He's uh, he is a reliever for the Phillies, and he's doing very well. But even that, even that story did not. There was just nothing about this World Series that grabbed me, and I and I thought that I would want to tune in to see Bryce Harper. He's he's by all accounts he's a generational talent, but it just I didn't I didn't care about it this year, and I never thought I was one of those people that oh my my interest in the World Series depends on the teams that are in it. But I will say of the two, the Astros and the Phillies were both teams that collectively just didn't didn't get that desire for me to tune in not not neither neither was i i wasn't very interested in myself but apparently there's another connection to the tri-city valley cats and the world series mvp Jer, uh, jeremy pena played for a cup of coffee and and uh, for tri-city Oh yeah, because they were they were the Houston Astros affiliate before yep. they were independent. Correct. He, he yes. was drafted. He was drafted in the third round of the 2018 Major League Draft. He signed with Houston and made his professional debut with the Tri City Valley Cats, batting 250 with one home runs, 10 RBIs, and 36 game earning 36 games earning New York Penn League All Star honors in 2018. So hey, there's a local connection right there. Yeah. Yeah. So one more thing before we close up and uh, some lucky guy in California of all places for go figure won the Powerball oh. $2.1 billion. The cash out, the cash out alone is between 700 and $900 million. Wow. Dustin. Wow. It's up to you as to what, if you, if, whether or not you want to answer this question, but what would you do? If you had won the Powerball, mm-hmm. what would you do with your earnings? Well, the first thing the first thing that I would do is retire 100. percent I, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, yep. you know, I I'll stay on to have somebody uh, to help put somebody in place, but I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, <laughs> I would do a couple of frivolous things with the money. I'd probably either a get a new house or b put a put a heck of a basement bar slash man cave in in my house i i would uh buy every guitar that i've ever wanted and get like a climate controlled room a studio space i would also take care of family and then uh after, uh, and then how fitting extra life whatever the record is for the most money raised by a single person i would promptly smash it and donate <laughs> donate a lot of a lot of that money and then and then I would probably invest some, but I, I don't have like huge aspirations for this money, probably because that amount is just so unfathomable to me. Um, but how about you? 
Well, let's see. The first thing I would do, obviously, is take take care of family. Yeah. Uh, I would pay off my parents' house, whatever, whatever. Actually, no, no, they don't have a mortgage right now. Uh, I would pay off my, I would pay my sister's house, pay off my sister's house. I'd pay off my brother's houses. I would get my parents who are uh, both in their seventies. I would get them set up mm-hmm. uh, somewhere where they don't have to worry about getting uh, be where it would be safe. Um, they're both getting older in age. Unfortunately, my mom has had some health issues over the past year or so, but you know, God, God bless her. She's still with us. So I'd make sure they're taking, they're well taken care of uh, into their later years. And for me individually, I would also leave my, my, my job. Uh, I would invest some, I would buy some property. So I would buy some properties in, uh, in a, a particular vacation spot that we both like to go to. Oh yes. Yes. That's, uh, I, would, I would, and I would also buy one for myself. I would buy a property for myself where I would just rent, I would just rent it out to fans and fam, friends and family for the entire year, mm-hmm. throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, also I would travel. I, I, yeah. I want to travel the world, but I also want to find, I also want to travel more around the United States. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to the South. I've been to the central. I've been to, I've been to Chicago. I've been to, I went to Iowa last year for the first time. Never thought I'd be going to Iowa, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) Except I would fly this time. I would fly out, not drive out. That was torture. And then some, but I would do some traveling on the United States and just, See how other people live. I mean, I've I've mm-hmm. gone on mission, I've gone short term mission trips to be able to do a longer mission trip somewhere like Belize or Costa Rica, um, and also just also help people out. I've got certain like you, Dustin. I've got certain charities that I support on a regular basis, uh, like City Mission Schenectady. Mm-hmm. Um, got another good buddy of mine who's a missionary. I would I would support them as well and make sure that the make sure that the the City Mission has a nice. Uh, has, has some nice facilities to have also make sure my friends are taken care of who do ministry make sure they're taken care of so yeah i mean i mean also one frivolous really really frivolous thing i would do is i would buy i would see if i can buy a professional hockey team oh nice and bring yeah. a, and bring a, like an ahl team mm-hmm. and bring them up here to albany because albany needs and I, I was i'm inspired by my buddies levac and guys give them a shout out plug their show they're on every th- they're on every tuesday at 4 30 uh live on facebook and on youtube but they were talking about having that we should we need a professional team back a professional hockey team an american hockey league team back in albany yeah yeah we need it's to bring sorely one missed it's sorely missed yeah. i, will I mean say. i love going to the old barn up in glens falls at the glens falls civic center i'm sorry the cool insuring arena at glens falls <laughs> <sighs> It's everywhere. The naming but, rights are yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but I would, I would definitely bring an American League Hockey League franchise up here, market the crap out of it, and make it the best thing in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... watch out, Albany Empire! I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. I mean, because that was um, uh, friends of mine. We would do that every year. Uh, we would go to a couple, couple of games, and then we would go to the Merry Monk for dinner after. Every nice. every game and uh, miss the Mary Monk and also miss having the Devils around very much. Yeah, well, I, I gotta get I gotta talk to guys. Maybe we can get do something with the Hideaway because I know they're supposed to do a trip in 2020, of course, uh, where they're going to pregame at the Hideaway and then take a bus up to Glens Falls to see the Thunder. So, oh, nice. So hope yeah. we can do something like that again or, or 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 for the first time ever. But we gotta figure we got the logistics taken care of. Yeah. All right. 
and we'll probably do a no credentials required live stream or do a remote from uh before the before uh we go up to glens falls oh why not why not (laughs) why not all right so we're gonna wrap things up here on no credentials required i do appreciate we both appreciate you watching or listening as always on the socials check us out below Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. On the podcast side, subscribe. Uh, our home base is Spreaker, but you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you podcast. And if you can, leave a rating. Five stars is preferred. Also, leave a review. Also, during also not only on the review side for podcasts, but if you leave us a comment on our uh, if you watch a, the replay on YouTube or on Facebook, and you leave a comment, I might even read it on the air, especially if it's especially if it's vile and disgusting, <laughs> but not racist, not racist. Yeah, that's the, the, the line too far. This. We've talked none about this. That. We don't need any. We don't need any of that. No, I don't want to be the next Kyrie. No, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want my shoe deal taken away. <laughs> All right. Oh, Dustin, before we go, where can people find you if they want to say hi or just, you know, just uh, chirp at you or whatnot? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at LDusto67. That's it. How about you, Ryan? Right down below, Instagram and Twitter at who is Ryan MCC. That's pretty much for every platform except for TikTok. I don't do personal TikTok, but yeah, it's TikTok. It's, it's not my TikTok bad. is uh TikTok's kind of disturbing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Thank you for watching and or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We as always are presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Uh, sh- uh shameless plug for me. I'm going to be doing a simulation uh on Billy Up Sports youtube page on monday at eight o'clock because it's a bye week for the jets we won't be having victory monday although the next day on our no credentials required it'll be episode recording 100 no credentials required so we're hoping to bring some guests in or i'm hoping to bring some guests in i don't know about you dustin if you don't mind having guests uh, we mind. have had in the past yeah you don't mind <laughs> but well, i'll try to bring some people in to to uh, uh pay tribute <laughs> oh yeah in a you way gotta commemorate this you got to commemorate the special occasion <laughs> gotta do it but um before that on monday at eight o'clock on belly up's youtube channel i'm going to simulate the remainder of the season for the new york jets using a really cool software simulation software called quarter four it's really cool uh brad from unbearable sports previewed the bear season uh rather ridiculously before the season started and uh you can mock him on his channel but uh <laughs> Monday at 8 on Belly Up Sports YouTube channel. I'll be simulating the rest of the season for the New York Jets. And I can't can't guarantee that it'll be like that, uh, that the results will be the results, but it'll be fun to simulate what's going, what the rest of the season will look like. But I'm going to tell you right now, if the, if the simulation uh, puts the jets in the super bowl, if I was you, I'd go and I'd put, I'd put some money down. Oh, I've already, I I put 10 bucks down and the jets making the playoffs. So, oh, there we go. There so they 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 have a plus they have a plus odds, and I, if they went make the playoffs, I win twenty one bucks. So oh, there you go, shabby. Hey, hey I, already made, 
Hey, I already made $7.50 from the fact that they went over five and a half wins. So I'm happy about that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thanks again, again, for thanks again, 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 for watching or listening to No Credentials Required again, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We will talk to you live next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.